Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living Extraordinary Podcast and YouTube channel. I'm Danielle Conti. And I'm this- Nikki Milovic. <laughs> so Welcome, hey. everyone. We're happy to have you today. Yes. And today, I think we're going we're gonna to attempt to talk about sound healing, which is, um, it, it's something either of us are experts in, but we both want to know a lot more about, and we've both kind of like done a little bit of preliminary researching into it. And um, so we're going to start there. Sounds good. Yeah. So let's start first by talking about our experiences that we've had with sound healing. So Nikki, what, what have you got? I've got a little bit of, of a few stories that I really liked, which is why I want to research it more, but how about you? Okay. So my thing with sound healing was like, I remember I, the first time I ever heard about it, I thought it was like the most woo woo thing I had ever heard in my entire life. And I was like, yeah, that that's like crazy town. But then now I'm like, I love it. I want to know more and more and more about it. Um, so the thing is, is that, um, I, when I went to India last year, I, I got like four singing bowls and they are amazing. Um, they got Tibetan singing bowls. So let me, I, I'm doing a little show and tell here. Let me show you. Um, so, and, and like the story is there's like seven different metals and they're like pounded and then, um, it's going to be like kind of hard to get them to go or whatever. And then I have like my giant one and like, not everybody, like, it's kind of hard. Ow. It's very, very heavy. But so anyway, like this is my, my, my big singing bowl. And like, I, I don't know what, like it's the key of G or whatever. I don't really know. But, um, like you just, I guess the guy sold me on it. Cause like he could put it, like they just vibrate so amazing. And then like, I put it on top of my head like this <laughs> and gonged the crap out of it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that actually cleared my head. I don't think you're supposed to do like that, but I was like, yeah, do it. Right. But I mean, did he show you that as a technique? Did yeah, he did. He was really? like, cool. He was like, he was like, first of all, if you want to really clear your head and you, you put it on, like you balance, and then he just like he was like, close your eyes, and he was like telling me stuff to visualize as he was gonging it, and I was like, how much does that cost? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yes, gong. But you know, they just—I don't know if this will come. Can you hear it? Very lightly. Can you put it closer to the mic? Yeah, can you hear it? Yes. Wow, yeah, no. Yeah, it's beautiful. And um, so anyway, they go on for like ever and they're beautiful, awesome, and gorgeous. And the other ones like, they all, well, I mean, they kind of have a ball over my counter, which is not the optimal thing to do, but they all like, they all go in harmony and you can, um, uh, anyway, they're, they're just like, uh, I've sort of used them like for meditation. And then also like when I do like my energy healing stuff, like my, um, Reiki healing and, and all that other stuff, I will actually start a session off by like laying a person down and like gonging them in front of them just to sort of like just clear their brains, clear their minds. And it is like a really good way to do that. Um, okay. So that's like sort of how I kind of like started playing with them. 
But then oh, I got wait, in. Wait, before you go on to your next story. So if that was your first experience and you went from thinking that they were woo-woo and what, besides having been sold on it from the guy, like how did you decide that, yeah, this is something that you're even interested to begin with, like after that, at that point? Okay. Well, so like how, okay. So the thing is, is that like, it really is because of um, a quantum like way, the same way in which like, I just started hearing energy. I was like, okay, well then there's something more to this than they're letting art that we know. Um, I don't even want to get into conspiracy of who's letting on to what or this or that. I'm just saying like, um, we, we're more than just chemicals, you know, like, and the way we do like current medicine is just like, there's a pill for that. You want to, we got another pill for that, another pill for that. And then Mm -hmm. I, I was watching, um, a YouTube by this guy, like Jerry Tennant, Dr. Jerry Tennant. And he talks about, um, how, well, basically, um, there's like an optimal Hertz per, for, per every cell, you know, you're not randomly put together. Like when you break things down into quantum particles, then it ends up being, you know, like we are all energy and, and, and then like, like, like uh, also like sound energy and frequencies can be like, um, measured and there's an optimal, uh, number for everything. And we just don't really know what that is. And I think like an amazing science would be to figure out what that is. And like, so like, I guess what I would say is like, if you had a tumor that would be like at a non-optimal Hertz, then what your healthy organ should be or something. And you can literally vibrate it back together with a sound I think or I, in theory I think that that makes a little bit more sense to me than some other things that we try to do yeah well there there's there's been research there's a TED talk uh, have you ever seen that TED talk when they they um there's a scientist who's been working with sound healing with cancer cells and he discovered the vibration of four different types of cancers I think mm-hmm. one of them's breast cancer I want to say another one's um like uterus cancer or, and then and I think, I don't remember what the third and the fourth are. Anyway, he, you can find the vibration of it and then vibrate at the same frequency of the tumor and then play it really, really loud so that the frequency of the tumor is extremely loud as it's vibrating on it and it explodes it. So they've been demonstrated. You could see on this YouTube uh, talk exactly that happening so the tumor just well, explodes. that sounds awesome and i'd like to know what youtube that is um maybe we can like put it in here if we can yes but, um anyway uh they also have done stuff with like so, like they can break up uh ki- kidney stones and stuff like yes. that with yeah, ultrasound like right exactly you know, um but i think that that can be applied into other things too you know and like, I also sort of, like, buy into the whole chakra system and meridians. Like, um, I I got um, thrown to the plane, like, to the top of the plane, like, uh, my first year of flying, so, like, five years ago. Wow. And um, I would, like, landed, like, Catwoman, like, on all fours or something, and was, like, whatever. But, like, it was, like, a genie, like, lamp was, like, boom! Like, just, like, the whole thing, the plane was going like this. And um, anyway... I didn't, I felt okay for like, um, a couple months. And then I guess I basically got whiplash or something. It's a hit on the back of my, um, neck. I, like I hit the ceiling of the plane in the back of the back of my neck. Wow. And, uh, I went to like 
you know, the regular doctor, they did an x-ray, they didn't see anything. I went to, um, uh, whatever chiropractor. And I think they just like popped my back and that was that. And I was like, okay, thanks. I could got my brother to do that. And then I went to, uh, an acupuncturist and that's what actually finally like worked. They, they put, um, you know, all the stuff in my neck and like, um, I, I went, I went three times and I never had a problem since. And that was like four years ago. Wow. And so I was kind of like, okay, well, is that just, is it mental then? Like, or what, like, is like, is it blocked energy? Like, what is that? So that was like my first sort of, um, alternative, uh, like I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? It's a, they put, you put your, you put needles in meridians. What are meridians? And then I started getting into that. So that was your, that was your second experience. That was my first experience, but it wasn't really sound. Yeah. But see, but that's where, but that's where I started getting comfortable with the idea that like meridians are real and then mm. the chakra systems are real and that like there, and like there's some sort of vibration that those have. Um, yeah. Even my acupuncturist like, like put, um, something some kind of vibration like electronics like on the met on the needles to like make them like um vibrate when they were in my head and in, in my neck ah right okay cool well yeah the whole thing about vibration and frequencies is that everything has a vibration and frequency no matter what it is even if it's a chair or some object everything is vibrating and it's it, it seems like well, we have, I'm not a Bible person, but we have, in the beginning, there was the word. Well, maybe the word was vibration that created everything. So for me, that, that part of it, for me, is so like, wow, you know, it's here. It's vibration creates sound. Okay. Vibration creates um, light. So it's everything. It's the, really one of, I think, the building blocks of everything that we, everything that exists, vibration. Yeah. And I think, um, the only thing that kind of scares me about that though, is that, uh, or it doesn't scare me. That's a bad word to use, but like the only thing that, um, I feel like we just, we only know things anecdotal anecdotally. Right. So like we were like, Oh, well the Schumann frequency is like 7.8 Hertz or something. And then we have like the, which is like the sound, the earth, the sound the earth makes apparently, or like her natural state. But since we've been measuring her wind, like, how do we, I mean, like, how do we know what her real natural mm -hmm. sound is constant? Like, does she, cause I mean, she's a being like anything else. So, you know, right. she's a baby and she'll be an old lady one day. So like, maybe she's in her teenage years, maybe she's middle age. I don't really know, but like, I presumably you, you have a different mm -hmm. sound, different times of your life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, also there's things like oh well the heart frequency is like 432 and then 512 and 730 I, I mean there's all these different um frequencies that they align with different things and those i don't have a real big problem with it but like let's say um like let's say you really wanted to know what the optimal frequency of your heart was like how do we really know what that that number is you know Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, I, I don't know how many studies have been done about it, but maybe they would take a frequency of, 
a group of people that have considered healthy hearts and then take a frequency range of that and get somewhat of a range of numbers and determine where where maybe what the average is or whatever but that that would be one way of determining what the heart frequency a healthy heart frequency would be i don't know if they've done that though yeah because i remember like i had this like idea for an like thing where i was like oh i was looking in to see like if you could measure like what different parts your body's like actual like what they were vibrating at what their frequency was and from all my research online i basically um came to the conclusion that we don't currently have that in existence like we don't have um anything that's like that fine like they have ekg machines you know they have stuff like that but um it's i mean and i even talked to like a couple of electrical engineers who were just like well, what would be the point of that and i'm like what do you mean what would be the point of that that would be amazing if you could have something that was like so fine-tuned that it could like you could you could put it over anywhere on your body and it would be able to tell you like what that's vibrating at mm-hmm. um but from my understanding we don't currently have that technology yeah i don't know but from my understanding too is we would if again if we were able to 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 record all the different what we consider healthy frequencies for a certain organ then we would come we would be able to come up with a number i don't know how the recording is done or on a specific on a specific organ but but isn't that how it would we would be able to come up with that if, if something is healthy or not yeah i mean i i think that's how we would be able to come up with it it's just i don't think we have the tools to to measure people yeah. yet but that's that it's it's not that we don't have the uh, it's just that we don't currently have those um made but i think yeah. we have the we we probably have the um whatever we have the technology abilities we just haven't like app applied it yet um mm. and i i don't know but then the also the thing is is that like this is all to say that I think that you probably could mess somebody up if you did, if if we really didn't know what we were doing and like we were guesstimating, I think you could probably mess somebody up. Yeah. Well, if you had absolutely no idea what you were doing, sure. But I, again, I feel like if you have an optimal frequency, but those, yes, they have already recorded frequencies. So I, if you can find a person in their natural healthy state, or seemingly healthy state and record that but then if we know that they're at dis-ease or like sick at some point then we would be able to know if there's a different frequency i don't know if there's the tools or not to do that but i think that there might be and then and then you would be able to vibrate the frequency of the optimal state they're already doing that in some of the in, in some of the hospitals so again with with oh with that ted talk which i'll put the name of the person who who did it but at the end the hospitals are not only using them as as complementary medicine but they're starting to use them possibly as actual medicine or or i guess i guess okay let's call it medicine where you would be able to break up two things break up a, a cancer tumor or if it's or use it let's say to break up a, a, a tumor, but then after that, you can also use it to put, um, to put a body back in its optimal state. So, 
so if we we can we can put in a certain vibration that's recorded for certain organs because some of that information is already that's already shown i don't think there's all the information about what frequency is for every single thing but some of that some of that data has already been shown I, my that's that's what i understand but i don't know i feel like we don't have enough information to talk about this topic really well but at the same time we know that so the, so then like yeah. let's talk about like what what like what's your interest and what's your experience with sound okay yeah let's go back to that so sound well, for what happened to me recently i guess was well i had a couple of thoughts my interest in sound healing uh came about i i think because again going back to this is the word and the word is like you know it was all created and there was light and that was at the beginning so if the beginning, I, I, I've always been thinking, I've always thought about, well, how did the world start? What does infinity mean? Where did it all start? It had to have started somewhere. And then it goes back to, again, what are these, these vibrations that were put out into the universe that started to actual create, actually create things? So it was just basic curiosity in that sense. The other thing was a couple of years ago, I went with my mom to a sound healing um, in Oaxaca, where I live in Oaxaca, Mexico. And we had to lay on the floor and we were like in this room and, you know, close your eyes, relax. And it was like an hour maybe. And the, the healer used all different instruments, similar to your bowls. He had a ton of different types of things. He had um, different like crystal bowls um, in addition to metal bowls. And then he had like a didgeridoo type of instrument. Like in, yeah. a, in a gong? Did he have a gong? He had a gong, yes. He had lots of different things. And he would walk around the room. Like I had my eyes closed, so I couldn't really tell. But he used the didgeridoo a lot. Like it, it's actually not a didgeridoo. It's more, it's, um, it's a, it's made out of the, out of the inside of a, an agave plant. When an agave flowers, it makes this similar oh, okay. to what's a, a didgeridoo, but I guess it's maybe a Mexican style one. And he would blow it and so he he i could hear that he was working on my mom and i was just again sitting relaxed and i was getting benefits but i knew that he was over her and then he he did the same thing to me and he and then he would walk around what i thought he was he was walking around the room doing all these different vibrations but it turns out he really wasn't work walking around the room it's just that the way the way the vibrational waves happened in the room made you think that he was in different locations so he's just like pointing it differently, like when he was standing in one place kind of thing? Yes, exactly. So, so it just seemed like, like the sound travel just amazed me. And I could feel the vibration going through my body. I could just feel like, you know, like at a, at a really deep tissue level. Um, and again, when I finally at the end, he was like, okay, you know, like kind of got us out. Like, and I opened up my eyes and I thought he was somewhere else in the room completely because again, these vibrations just kept going and going and going until they finally just mellowed out at the end. So I don't know, I don't know what benefits I got out of it, honestly, like besides that, I feel feeling at a complete um, state of peace or feeling really relaxed as if you had some kind of healing, uh, but not really knowing exactly what it was. So I can't really say, oh yeah, it helped this, this and this, but I thought it was amazing. I could definitely feel it inside of my body. And I was just intrigued about the way the sound travels. 
Yeah, I definitely went to something quite similar in Oroville when I was in India where we laid on the ground and there was all these different instruments and stuff. But um, I, I found it to be way more like trance-like than you can get with just like putting earphones on your, you know, like then then in a recording, like when there was when it was like live and you could actually feel the vibrations of the instruments like that they were making. It was it was it was like really a cool a cool experience for me. Um, and it was the same thing where we just like laid down for an hour and they did like this whole thing and um, you woke up and you're like, yeah, so you want to get dinner or what? <laughs> like you're just like I don't know, man. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, but I've also heard of, have you heard of those, um, they have like sound beds or like, um, they're, they're these kind of, it's almost like you're on a speaker or something. Yes. I have heard of that. Yeah. I've never been to one, but I, I've, uh, I I hear they're pretty expensive to, you know, get it access to. So, um, I, not maybe not to get a session with, but you know, to like buy like a sound bed is kind of an expensive thing, but yeah, they're basically like, like a giant instrument that you lay on and they make different, um, but they go through that whole thing where it's like, we're going to do the root chakra all the way up to the crown chakra and they have different, um, frequencies per each one that they associate with. Yes. Yeah. They have that at the sound healing center in California the one that's near Mount Shasta, they have that frequency bed. Um, yeah, and I always think the, the other thing that intrigues me is the vibrations. I've seen this YouTube video that, um, that there's these vibrations, like sound, sound vibrations going on, but then you, they have sand on it, and depending on what frequency it's well, what sound is being made? Oh, it goes the plates. In shapes. Those, like, yeah. talking about the, the plates where they, it makes like a the sand. State with the sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all geometric things. And then you think, well, the geometric shapes go along with our chakras and the sacred geometry is in it. So that, that part is also like, whoa, what's the connection between sound and sacred geometry? Well, and, I guess it's, it's similar to the, um, what's the Japanese... Yoki Osh, Osh. Oh, Dr. Emoto. Yeah. Dr. Emoto's like flash freezing of water crystals. Like, exactly. with certain, like when you play like certain music, this is what it looks right. like when it's flash frozen right. versus right. others. So like there's an actual crystalline geometric like pattern yes. that's formed versus, you know, others. So yeah, the sound, like I've seen those sound plates for sure. And I'm, yeah, I'm going like, wow, those are super cool. Super There's cool. just a, it's just so amazing, really. Um, what was the other one? The sound healing and the... Well, you you have tuning forks, right? You have some tuning forks. I do. I have a couple of tuning forks. My mom gave them to me. She took some tuning fork classes, and I'd love to take them myself. But So this one is a really small one, and this is it says crystal on it. I'm not exactly sure why it says crystal on it. But this one here is a different color. It looks like copper and it's called, um, the pineal. So this is for the pineal gland. Now I could just tap them together. Can you hear that? Uh, yeah, I can hear it. That's cool. Yeah. So usually I'll, I'll just go over through my body. Um, they say not to put it close to your ears, Do but you always I, tap them together or would you like, cause I remember in science class and in elementary school we would like hit him on the rubber of our shoe or something like at the bottom of our shoe and then you're right 
it should not, you should not tap them together. I'm glad that you mentioned that because first of all, you can chip them. So that's going to change, that's going to change the frequency because it's not a perfect, the perfect form that it's supposed to, that, that vibrates at that frequency because it's been changed. Okay. Um, oh, the other thing is the higher, the, the one with the stronger vibration will take over the sound of the one that's of the lesser vibration. So oh. Yeah. And that happens all the way through with any sound. So sound, like one sound can take over another sound. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like the waves of it, which is, which well, I think I, again is. I, I, I heard uh, that David Gibson guy, like the, um, the podcast that the sound, there's a sound healing podcast that we both sort of have listened to that um, he kind of talks about how that's sort of what is happening within a chord. You know, you're, oh, like, right. a musical exactly. chord, like there's, you know, multiple notes being played, but there's a dominant, like singular uh, frequency that your brain is like associating with or so, it's uh, forming into one thing, basically. You mean, it's, was he talking about like in, in, in like an orchestra? He's talking he in a musical sense. Yeah. But he was actually like, he was explaining, um, he was explaining like how you can get, um, like how you can find your own personal frequency. Mm. Um, and like, and he was saying that when you're making any note, like if you're making the note, ah, uh, or something, he said, there's, there's more stuff going on than just one single note, even with mm. that there's a, your voice is actually like an instrument that's creating uh, chords as it speaks and sings. And I didn't cool. realize that because I thought we were all just one pitch as we go oh, along, like on a line, but apparently. Right. Like if you're holding, like a or something then that would just be a but just it's actually a, yeah but apparently there's like a lot of different things going on in our vocal box huh. that um come to out together or something i don't know yeah. that's just what he said on a recent thing and i yeah the, not there was it amazing he was also the one that said that the, the sound will take over another that will take over the other sounds oh, okay. so yeah and also it makes me think again about the orchestra thing because like you could tune into one um yeah, you can tune into one instrument and just be like, I'm just going to listen to the violins. I'm just going to listen to the bass or whatever it is. And you can like pick it out when you're listening. But then as a whole, you could hear the whole symphony, I guess. It's that in itself is amazing. And there have been studies about how it has, how, how classical music has positive effects on babies and people mm. when they're studying and increases concentration. So there are studies out there, which I also am like, wow, there's, there's a lot around sound. Um, these are two different types of, Oh, I have seen those. I've never actually heard them though. This What's... one is like, you have to bang them. This one, these are, uh, these are used a little differently. So you bet you would bang it. Now it's vibrating. What? Just against your wrist? Yeah, you can bang it anywhere. But the thing is, this is the part that is vibrating. So you hold it, um, an, an acupuncturist. What do you mean? The, like the, the one single, this part, yeah, the yes, handle? The one single part. Yeah, you're, you don't, you put that part on a body part or um, on a meridian point oh, okay. or wherever you're supposed to put it. People that do, like um, like an acupuncturist would know what point to put it on. So... I love that. That sounds yeah. super cool. Yeah. So you can just you have feel to... it. Like, can you feel it on your body? Like, can you feel the vibrations of it after you like? When you... you can feel it while it's there. Yeah. And then yeah. it it's very in the very in the very point where it's touching. Not really 
greater than that. And then I have a few, um, two others. These are longer. Oh, and this is, cute. yeah, this is 288. So that's the frequency of 288. And this is 468 does frequency. It, do those, do they claim that they know what those help with or like what those are for? Um, they do. There are some. That's another oh, wow. one. Yeah. That's so cool. I like that. They do. They, you can use certain frequencies for, again, for certain body parts or like organs, but I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly which, what 480, 468 does. So I, I can't tell you that, but, um, but yeah, that the, if you, if you do go into the, in, in, in to read a little bit more about, about the that's at the sound healing center that we just mentioned soundhealingcenter.com they have more information about that so or you listen to david's podcast which is sound healing also um right. yeah so that, those were my two things oh and the other thing is about your voice so there's this computer i guess it's a program that you're able to uh, that they're able to like to pick up the frequencies in your voice and to know which which sounds are missing or that are at dis-ease. And right. from that they could tell which what's wrong with your body. So yeah. So that that also is interesting. It's like, wow, what does a full voice sound like? Or what is one that's missing sound sounds like? And you think of your voice as, as like your, your fingerprint in, in a way, but at the same time, then it's like, oh, wow. Well, then there's the whole idea of, well, maybe there's something missing out of it that, that's right. keeping me from my optimum health. Um, I also read this book. Uh, I remember I, I watched her on YouTube and I was so impressed that I ordered the book. It's Elaine um, Day. Um, Macuzic, I guess. Like, didn't your mom do a workshop with her, or your mom was gonna do a workshop with her? She wants to do a workshop. With oh, her. she wants to do it. Okay, I kind of do too. But it's like, um, but then I have to ask myself, how many of these things am I gonna? I guess I just will do them forever about everything <laughs> I'm interested in, just because, like, whatever. So, yeah. What do you like about her work, though? Um, I, like because it is it is tuning forks, which I so want to get into. Um, and it is also she uh, like when I read her book, she's also into the whole, um, like like a vibration can heal a specific part of your body, and yes. she's she she claims that you can get that with a tuning fork over places. Right. Yeah. Right. You introduced me to her too. And my mom also really likes her. I remember. And the thing that I liked about her is that she approaches it in a really scientific way because people do think it's frou-frou, but it's actually not. There's tons of, well, science really around frequencies. So why would it be frou-frou? Um, and she also had, uh, she has, a, I think, an additional gift of being able to notice where on the body there's a block. So she's able to hold um, the tuning forks over bodies and know if there's a block and then works on the block in the area. But I think for most of us, it's hard to know exactly where that block is just by using a tuning fork, but maybe she's but even skilled if you at just, being able to hear. Even if you just went through like the whole body system, like on a, I don't know what time frame, but like a certain amount of time frame and made it, um, 
you know, whatever, like, like, like align your root, whether it's aligned yes. or not, align your sacral, whether it's aligned or not, align right. your, you know, whatever. Like for preventive, preventative health. Right. Or yeah. Yeah. Just staying in that frequency. That's true. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. And the other thing I like is the binaural beats. So sometimes mm -hmm. I listen to binaural beats. I list, I was listening to them before I was going to sleep, I don't know, for a couple of months. Um, and sometimes I'd have really vivid dreams. Sometimes I'd have like deeper sleep, I thought, or since doing them, I don't do them that much anymore, but I do feel like I wake up feeling less tired and I have more energy. So yeah, yeah. there's a, there's um, a recording of the sound that Jupiter makes like the, uh, every planet has its own sound actually like yes. NASA has recorded that. And I remember like for a while there, I was really obsessed with the sound of Jupiter and so there was like this, um, YouTube that was on like a, it was like a 10 minute thing. And I would just put it on a loop and I would listen to it over and over again. Like when I was going to sleep as like my background noise. And then that led me into binaural beats, which helped me with meditation because like, I have a real hard time meditating in silence for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like I can go a lot longer if I have, um, some, some kind of music or some kind of vinyl beats. And also that Hemi sync. Have you ever heard of that? It's like what no. they used, um, uh, like for remote viewers and stuff. So like they, you know, there's like a difference, uh, there's two different sounds going on on each part of your, um, it's like hypnotism basically, yes. but, um, they, like on each ear, there's a different frequency and like you, you, you have a hard time knowing what to focus on. So you just sort of like pick a middle path and like ignore them both. And so it does some sort of like subconscious thing to you to where you can really zone out. And like, I feel like though that like, so even if you just Google like, or not Google, but like YouTube, same difference, whatever, um, like Hemi sync, um, beats or whatever. And, uh, you can, that's like a really good way to meditate for me. Hmm. So you listen to that when you meditate? Yeah, not all the time, but yeah, for sure. I always listen to something when I'm meditating. I have a couple of apps that I'm trying. I'm either listening to like recordings of Tibetan singing bowls or I'm listening to like raindrops or the ocean or something. I have to have something because if it's just me alone with silence, then I... It can yeah. do it for a little bit, but not as long. And I feel like it's, I get deeper when I have something else to distract outside noise too. Even though yeah, was, that's, true. that's not supposed to be the point of meditation, but whatever. Well, there's all different points of meditation, I think. But if that works for you, I could completely, I get that too. It's so easy to get distracted, but if you have something like that, that beat helping you to get into the, well, it's changing the waves of your brain. That's the other thing. So mm. your brain is getting in sync with those waves. And so is it a theta wave? Is it a, an or alpha wave? Like, like, yeah, yeah, like what are, exactly what's happening? So um, that happens pretty quickly, apparently. Like they've recorded people's um, brainwaves after, after what, like having that sounds, the binaural beats and it just automatically like sinks into it. Well, you know, like they've done um, the, like channelers or whatever they, whenever they, um, like I know the guy who channeled Daryl Ankin, the guy who does Bashar, um, when they've done uh, EKG readings on his brain or whatever, he'll go into, I don't know, I think if it's beta or theta or what, like he can just be like in a normal state, just talking to you. And then like he, he can like 
center himself, take a couple of breaths, and then you can see like on a meter like how his brain his brain waves go into like a lower like or higher whatever. I mean, they go into a completely different um, frequency. Uh, frequency, yeah. So I wonder if if that is something that the rest of us, if we went into that same frequency, would we have that same ability? You know. Well. Uh, like Bashar or the guy that Daryl anchor guy says that basically anytime you're in the state of flow, that's the same state that a channeling would be like, you know, so like anytime you're like in the zone and you're like doing your thing, like whatever that is. But um, like he says, like everybody's experienced that thing where they're just like, they're in, they're in it. Like whatever that frequency is that you're on that is like the same way in which like he does channeling, but yeah, I mean, or other anybody would. I think that's where your creativity will flow from, wherever that is. But I, I can't remember what what it is. Like if it's beta, theta, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I need to look right. that up and get and figure that out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All this stuff is, um, yeah. Just again, not only just like cool because you can. I think that there is scientific information about it, right? That about the science of sound, but also, again, for me, it goes back to, well, how is this like creating things or what, what's the connection between sound and I don't know, like what, what exists? Like material, you mean? Like, like material. Yeah. yeah. Like matter versus like a vibration is, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but then that also goes into your visible spectrum, you know, like I'm sure that um, there is some kind of dimension or something that exists where you can literally see sound. Yes, that's a great point. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. But our eyes just probably can't pick it up. Yeah. I mean, because we have other instruments that can see them or they can, can figure right. out what kind of wave that is or whatever. Um, so like, yeah, I just feel like, um, like vision is just like a, it, it's just one little tool that's very, very limited. So there's, there could be all kinds of stuff around us right now. We don't even know. And sounds could have like, yeah, what I also think is weird is everything that leaves your mouth is like, does that mean it's like traveling on forever? Like that, like does sound ever completely die or does it just always like die in half-lives? you know, like vibrations, right. do they ever completely stop or do they just travel on and weaken forever, but only in like in half-lives? I don't know. Well, right. And it, well, if there's nothing at all to block it, then if it was in a vacuum, probably, but if it's not in a vacuum, then there would be, be other absorbed by whatever right. it hits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess, but yeah, that's, that's true. But then and that leads into the whole, um, all this, um, you know, radio waves and exactly. this, like, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So talk a little bit about the, the 5d stuff and about the, like, like that, that article you sent me this morning. Yeah. The five, the, I, I don't really know that much about 5d. I just, uh, the 5g, sorry. The, yeah. we're, we're moving from 4g to 5g and, or at least that's the direction, the next step, which means a couple of different things. I guess from a technological point of view, we're, we'll just be able to download um, information pr even that much faster. We're, we're able to do it at 4, 4g pretty quickly, but it's going to be even faster. Um, at 
level five. So, but, but the only thing is supposed to be just like, I mean, that's supposed to be, um, wirelessly just like, um, yes, exactly. But it's also, apparently it takes a different infrastructure. So it's mm-hmm. not because it's more like radio waves. So, so there are a lot of people concerned about the health, uh, consequences of it because it is a, it is a, like a microwave pretty much. And, they're, they don't really know how it's going to affect humans and plants and all that. So there are a lot, of, a lot of questions. In addition to the fact that we have to change all this technology, apparently by 2020 though, the United, like they expect half of the United States to be on 5G. So I'm not it, really sure. But that is concerning though, when you consider like, yeah, microwave can literally kill you. Like if right. you were inside of it, you could kill you. Um, right. And then also like even people who live by radio towers, like always had have higher amounts of cancer than those that don't or whatever you know right or big power grids and stuff like that so they're like that's why i was saying earlier about how um i feel like you could mess somebody up with you you definitely can mess somebody up with frequency oh oh sure yeah exactly exactly and how do you know what that all those frequencies are it's true i don't i don't know that was one thing about the five the the 5G, that's that's the big question. But there was another point. The first article, what happened was I was, I don't know exactly. One thing led to another, of course, yeah. when you're on the internet, that happens. The and rabbit then, hole. The rabbit hole. Yeah. I was down the rabbit hole and I found the about those those nano um, dust, I guess. So there's these tiny little particles of dust that this Japanese company has been like forefront, I guess, like paving the way for the rest of us to do. And, and apparently like these little, little, little dust particles that are not really dust, but they're, they're programmable little points that can go out in and get stuck on clothing. They can be ingested either knowingly or unknowingly, and they're programmable. I don't exactly know what this has to do with 5G, but there's some kind of link, and I won't get into like conspiracy because I really don't know that much about it, except for those few articles that I've read. But um, well, I was making out with this professor one time at uh, that I wasn't my professor. It was just like <laughs> he happened to be a professor, and he was somewhere in Florida. I think it was like University of Florida, and he worked with nanotechnology. And he was telling me that the the thing about like the, they can get the nano chips like super, super small and everything, but the smaller you get the, the limited amount of function. So it's like, yeah, they might have nano dust, but they're not like going to be able to be absolute mini broke. Like he's like, you could have it have one function. Yes. Like, and I was like, well, could that one function be like solar energy? Could you just have it be a, like a microscope, like solar cell so that you could like like paint things into you know it's like in theory you could I guess like if that if so it would just be like like an energy um on off switch kind of thing but like I uh like I don't think it's going to be quite um the processing chip that's in your computer that um people are kind of like are are fear-mongering a little bit about I but I mean still I mean like I I, like ingesting like tiny microchips uh, that's probably not a good thing and also if there were many of them being able to uh, right work together as a brain like a nervous system or something yeah that's definitely questionable questionable but i think that's a topic for another time but anyway yeah i don't know 
I don't know, besides the frequency of the microwave, I don't really know how it's related to sound healing. But my thought was if they are program programmable, then we could also program a frequency on it in order to put out light and love into the world and um, compassion and whatever else that we want to put. So even if we're worried about what they, whoever they are, might be programming to us, either for mind control or for whatever reasons other entities wanted put out put out their little nano things but we could do the same thing so it is just a tool that we could use yeah i'm know? just opening up that thing right right quick yeah like yeah and there's also okay. let me see i don't does it not come up why doesn't this camera okay but it's yeah it's basically the world's smallest r r rfd chip rfid chip yeah so it's a japanese giant um Hachi, Hachisi, how do you mm -hmm. say that? It has developed the world's smallest and thinnest radio frequency identification ship. Wow. Yes, right, for identification. Oh, so that was the other questionable thing. So it's pretty much, it's trackable. It's tr more than anything, it's trackable. So they were saying it could be helpful for you at home, for people that have smart technology at home, like their smart refrigerators or whatever, but at, but at the same time, it's trackable, so there's going to be no way to ever turn it off. Cool, we got lots. We got us some stuff, yeah. Yeah, we got some stuff. Um, so goodbye, people, until goodbye. next time. And um, how should we close this? I guess we should close this by saying, um, oh, uh, if you like comment, post, do whatever or, or, or thumbs up make a comment if you want if you have any questions you can email us at um living extraordinary podcast at gmail.com and we'll totally answer all that and everything if you have any requests of stuff you want us to talk about that would also be cool yep sounds good we'll see you next time all right bye bye